Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one. And it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. June is just flying by. (laughs) I'm like, what is time? There's no concept of time. Seattle's been like so gloomy lately, so I just feel really weird. I want to wear shorts, but I have to wear like freaking puffer jackets in the middle of June. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so today's episode is, oh boy. These are some of my favorite ones to do. They're the like listener user submissions. I don't really know what you would like to call it. Basically, you guys send in your stories and then I read them (laughs) and we all enjoy, enjoy these crazy fucking stories that you guys have because, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, let's just get right into the episode. I hope you guys are doing well. Happy Wednesday. Let's fucking go. LFG, baby. So today's episode is your scandalous stories. I asked you guys to send in all of your most scandalous stories from high school or middle school and you came through. You came through. Um, I'm really, one thing I noticed was so many of you guys went to private schools and so many of the people that send in stories are not from the U.S. They're like, yeah, a lot of you guys are not from the U.S. I guess there's like so many U.K. listeners and just very worldly crowd. So I'm, I'm feeling very sophisticated to have such a global audience. It's like, hello. Yeah. Anyway, the point of that was a lot of you guys can like, could drink in high school and like go clubbing in high school legally, which is just nuts. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. So holy shit. These stories are insane. You guys are freaking wild and I can't wait to share them with, with all of you. It's just so fun to hear other people's real life stories. And oftentimes you can like, It just takes you back to that time in your own life and it's kind of like nostalgic and it just brings back all those crazy, crazy hormones and crazy memories and crazy feelings of middle school and high school where, you know what, the world was your oyster and you just wanted to have sex with everyone. (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, 
kind of. So I was trying to think of like a scandalous story I could share. And I texted my two best friends that have been my best friends from like middle school and high school. And we couldn't really come up with anything except I don't know if this was everyone. I kind of feel like it was. Um, but middle school just was like the time of nudes. The time of nudes to just send some sexy pics to your boyfriends. Not even like nude nudes, like in your undies. I just feel like they were, nudes were running rampant. And I was talking to my friend Kristen about it and she's like, oh yeah, it was just such a thing. I just remember all my friends were like, oh, you sent him nudes? Oh, you sent him nudes? And it's kind of like, I don't know, now that I'm getting a little older, I'm starting to think of like what I will think when I'm a parent. But, and that's kind of horrifying to think of it from that perspective, but like, thinking of it from my perspective as a young, like, young gal, just, like, harnessing her sexuality and wanting to, you know, be sexy and flirt with boys and whatever. It's just such a crazy time. And, like, I don't know. It's kind of fun. Again, this is just my personality, but I don't really think it's that harmful or, like, that big of a deal. But as we all know, I am very open with sharing my body on the on the internet. Um, I'm basically posting, like, the same things for the whole internet that I was sending to my middle school boyfriend. So, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Nobody saw that coming, I guess. But yeah, anyway, nudes were such a thing. It was like a hot commodity. It was it was the currency. Nudes were the currency and we all were we all were buying and selling. So my story that I could think of, it's not even scandal. I think it's just really funny. So I sent my middle school boyfriend, Parker, at the time, I sent him some like sexy pics. I don't even know. It wasn't like a nude or anything. It was just like a pic in my undies. And he gave it to his one of his friends and one of my good guy friends for his birthday so so his friend his his present for his friend like hey bro happy birthday here's some sweet nudes like what <laughs> i just think that's so funny and i'm cuz i i'm friends with the guy that he sent them to and he told me like yeah yeah he gave them to me for for my birthday or something i don't know the other, like, more scandalous thing that happened revolving around nudes in our friend group. Um, there was this guy, I'm not gonna name drop, there's this guy that was just kind of, like, he was, like, not, he was in the friend group, but not really. He was kind of, like, friends with the guys, but not friends with the girls at all, and he was just, like, a little bit, I don't really know the right word, but he kind of gave us all the creeps a little bit with how he acted towards the girls. So this guy would take photos up like all the girls skirts like he had like a whole folder of just me like pictures up my skirt from class from class and then like a whole folder of girls asses and yoga pants and I remember I literally caught him taking a picture of my ass in my little Victoria's Secret pink yoga pants and like he just had this huge folder like that one app I forgot what it was some like vault safe app on your phone and he just had a folder of all the girls up their skirts and their butts and it's just like so creepy to think about it like ew dude that's so gross and yeah so that was like a scandal when some of the other guys found out that he had that and then the girls found out and we were like disgusted and were really yeah grossed out by him after that and didn't want to be around him somehow this other guy got a hold of like all of the other basically these guys were just sharing nudes that were not meant to be shared but that is like ugh, so classic middle school you don't they don't realize like yo that's really disrespectful and kind of fucked up it's just like yo bro look at these boobs like shit la send me that i'm jack off later that's like literally what what it was like i guess yeah basically all of the scandals revolved around guys having folders of of sexy pics from girls that 
they did not send them to them and they did not consent to have those their boobs on that other guy's phone but and then I learned I learned that you should crop your face out I learned that kind of too late (laughs) whatever I don't really care a body's a body's a body but if there's any young listeners listening um make sure your guy if you're sending your guy these pics make sure that he for one is fucking grateful and for two doesn't share them with other boys because that's just not cool and if you want to get a picture in return make sure you do and if you don't say don't send me a dick pic gross (laughs) I don't want to see that shit. Anyway, make sure, just know your worth, ladies. That's all I have to say. And especially if it's like, if you're fucking around with a fuck boy, be very careful. Crop your face out. Like, I don't know, maybe just don't even do it or make sure that he knows not to share it around. Whatever. You know, you can't really, fuck boys are unpredictable. You'll never, you never know what they're going to do. So that's word of warning um, <laughs> to my young gals out there. But yeah, I'm trying, there wasn't that many other scandals besides like, I think, my elementary school principal like stole a shitload of money from the school fund and she got arrested that was like kind of a scandal yeah I can't really think of that many like true scandals good thing you guys have a shit ton so let's just buckle up these are fucking juicy grab some popcorn grab a LaCroix grab a glass of wine whatever you need to do Get ready to sip on some major tea with all of these juicy ass stories. Also, I wanted to say thank you guys so much for submitting them. It's so fun for me to read all your stories and sorry I can't share all of them. There was so many. Just just know that I read all of them and I love them all, but I just had to share the most, the juiciest of the juicy and try to cram it into this one episode. remember one of my other submission ones I just started off with a bang so (laughs) there is one that to me just made me scream and my friend Kristen was here when I got the email and I like read it to her and we were just literally screaming so I think the best way to start this podcast is with a freaking bang so let's go get ready guys okay here's where the stories begin get ready girl When I was a freshman in high school, my boyfriend and I were fresh into our relationship. This is when we started getting sexual. We started sending nudes and being more touchy with each other in public. One day in class, we were secretly texting on some Google chat or some shit, even though we were sitting right next to each other, but there were other people at the table. All of a sudden, instead of grabbing his dick over his pants, I, very confidently, reached into his pants and felt his dick for the first time as we were sitting in history class. God, I felt so naughty and sexy and he was so damn surprised. It was insanely awkward as our history teacher was only a few feet away. This started to become a regular occurrence in class. One day I was really going for it and started to jack him off under a blanket in his pants. Holy shit, dude. We are at the back table so nobody saw, I hope, and all of a sudden without warning he comes in his pants in class with a very Christian friend of mine sitting right in front of him. Once I felt it coming out, I covered his dick to avoid it from getting all over his pants. I failed. He was covered in cum and the only other two people at the table had no idea. I wiped it off on the blanket we had and tried to cover it up by saying, I spilled water all over him. (laughs) Ha ha ha, I'm so quirky. It only started getting more and more naughty. One day after school, we just began fucking in an unlocked classroom. My bare ass was sitting on top of him on a chair, like right in front of the window. He was so close to coming and all of a sudden this girl just (laughs) casually, this part kills me because I can fucking smell the like hot pocket wafting through the room. Oh my God, sorry. He was so close to coming and all of a sudden a girl just casually walks in and heats up her food in a microwave. (laughs) 
I swear she saw absolutely nothing and we covered it so quickly, but his dick was still in my vag as we were talking about the weather with this upperclassman. <laughs> I have no idea how we got away with any of that and I'm so glad no one ever saw it. We're still together, going on five years now, and it always makes us cringe so hard. Our hormones were out of control. He would even try to make me come in class, and I was like, babe, there's no fucking way. The female orgasm is way too intense. I do not want to moan so damn loudly in front of my teachers. Ha ha ha. Hope this made you laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> I just like... That is so, oh man, that sounds like a TV show. Like, you know, the hormones are just so charged. Like, everyone is sexually frustrated. They just want to finger anything that moves. It's just crazy. But I, that's like some major balls to do that. I could never, I was terrified the first time I gave a hand job. I would never have done it in class. Like, I was terrified enough as it was. And it was in the privacy of a house. That's literally insane, dude. But at the same time, kind of hot. Like, kind of love that for you. Especially if you guys are still together five years later. Like, what a start to a romance. But yeah, I could never. I could never. I'm like way too much of a rule follower in that way. Like, knowing that I could possibly get caught is just insane. And oh my god. One time I saw this kid in math class jacking off and I was kind of scarred. So I cannot imagine seeing someone literally hooking up in class. Holy shit. Also, if you're the teacher, like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, that's crazy, but kind of hot, kind of sexy, kind of love that for you, but also super scared. <laughs> super scared of that, but also impressed. This next one also, I screamed. So good. Hi, this is for the scandalous high school story. Not sure how scandalous we should be going here, but here we go. Haha. -ha. I went to an all-girls private school, and we would have a sleepover at the school every year for the 30-hour famine to raise money. When I was in grade 12, me and my friends who are participating in it that year snuck some alcohol in with us to make it more fun. See, this sounds so fun. That, that just sounds so fun to me. Like, holy shit, what a memory. So we were hanging out in our little grade 12 lounge area that night drinking, but there were teachers walking around, so we were worried about getting caught and decided to go to the gym changing rooms to drink there. The gym changing rooms also have showers in them. For some reason, we thought it would be fun to play music and get in said showers. This is a movie. This is a movie. Oh my god, this is some, like, euphoria shit. Next thing you know, we were in the showers and my best friend is going down on me. <laughs> Private schools, y'all, with a bunch of emojis. I'm dead. Uh, I'm dead. That, see, when I read that, I was like, oh, I did not expect that. I did not see that coming. And that is why I love the story. Like, so scandalous, straight out of a fucking movie. And I also love it. And I kind of want to know, like, what happened after this. Like, what happened? Did you guys talk about it? Did you date? Like, did you keep hooking up? Was it awkward? Was it, like, what happened? I want to know. Tell me more. Oh, my goodness. Private school, having, like, a whole sleepover, getting drunk and, like, running around the school. That just sounds, like, insanely it just sounds like a great time listening to music and dancing in the showers of your school pretty lit okay this one was this one was good good morning rohini i love that so formal good morning miss i have a scandalous story for you from way back in high school i'd like to start off by saying freshman year was a crazy year for me my first year of high school was in a small town and everyone knew everyone's business and that's how it just was same girl i had this guy who was more of a friends with benefits one day we went out and things led to having sex. We had no place to do it but the back of his small two-door Jeep. This guy is well over 6'2", and I'm super tiny, so it wasn't a problem for me. We get to the freak, and as he's taking off my clothes, he hits my head on top of the Jeep. I was fine, so we continued. Mid-act of taking our clothes off, we see cop lights behind us. We rushed to put our clothes on, but we didn't make it. Foggy windows, huge-ass bump on my head, and half-naked. Cop walks up and makes us roll down the windows. The cop was my uncle! And in his southern accent, he said... Oh, sweet lore, babe, you better get home before you get in trouble. <laughs> that was probably the wrong accent, but holy shit. 
Oh, sweet Lord, baby. <laughs> uh, to this day, we joke around about it, and I was so embarrassed. But we all have scandalous stories that will forever make us laugh. Oh, my God. The cop being your uncle is just so classic small town. Oh, sweet Lord, baby. You better get home before you get in trouble. <laughs> that's kind of cute, though. Like, that's a cute reaction. Oh, sweet Lord, baby. <laughs> Dude, that's nuts. Oh, man. I have so many of my friends that have been caught by the cops trying to have sex. <laughs> Oof. Okay, this one made me laugh, so I'm gonna read it. When I was in sixth grade, I got my first school-sanctioned email address. This was before I had a cell phone, and my parents didn't know about my secret AIM account, so this was a way I was finally going to be able to communicate with my friends. Our teacher explained how to set up our email accounts, how to choose a secure password, etc., and we were off to the races. At the time, I didn't realize that my emails were not at all private and were highly censored by the teachers. A few months later, I got called into the principal's office. She learned by intercepted email that I had attempted to organize a spin-the-bottle game with a select group of middle schoolers at an upcoming bar mitzvah party. <laughs> oh my fucking god. That sentence just kills me. Oh my god. I'm gonna read it again because it makes me laugh. She learned by intercepting an email that I had attempted to organize a spin-the-bottle game with a select group of middle schoolers at an upcoming bar mitzvah party. <laughs> and she called me in to shut it down. I felt so ashamed and embarrassed and also furious that my genius plan had gone astray. To make matters worse, my parents were notified and I had to have another humiliating conversation that evening when I got home. As a 25-year-old, I actually am still wondering what was so terrible about my insanely fun plan, but I learned from a young age to never put the good stuff in writing. Yeah, I wonder how many other people had similar things, like they didn't realize their school email was monitored or whatever. Oh my goodness. That sentence just really kills me for some reason. A select group of middle schoolers. <laughs> spin the bottle was like such a thing. I didn't really, I didn't really play spin the bottle until I already had boyfriends, so I couldn't really participate, which is kind of lame. I wish I had played it when it was like, you know, I was able to do something. I think I've only played it like once or twice and it was not a great experience. <laughs> It was a small group of people. Anyway, this one is scandalous. This is like what I was... This is some scandal shit that I was wanting. Okay. Hey, Heen. First of all, I love, love, love your content and most of all your podcasts. Can't wait to listen to the next episode. Thank you. So here's my very scandalous story, lol. I'm from Europe, so the school system is a little different and basically all students go to high school from 7th until 12th grade. So when I was a 7th grader, I was secretly dating a senior. So he was 18 and I was 12. I know that's messed up, and now looking back, I feel so freaking weird, but the story goes on. Only me and my parents knew that we were dating, because, now here's the tea, he was about to go to college to study for teaching high schoolers, lol. We stayed together for like three years, and when I was a 10th grader and we weren't really dating anymore, he was doing an internship at my fucking school, and I had to attend his classes. That was literally the worst month ever, haha. After like two weeks, we started talking again and started to become a thing again, and I remember sneaking around with him in an empty classroom and shit. Then we broke up again, and now like four years later, I'm a happy gal living my best life. That was my story. Hope you're doing good, XX. Oh my god. Okay. See, so scandalous. That's like, fuck, that's, I mean, that's super illegal, but <laughs> uh, I'm not going to comment on that because obviously, like, as you said, you already know that it was kind of strange when you look back on it, but that's just so scandalous. And he could have, like, he was really risking it for the biscuit. Like, he could have gotten his whole career and life, like, down the shitter if he got caught. So, interesting. Uh, I feel like having middle schoolers with high schoolers is just a really super bad recipe for disaster. 
um especially because boys are fucking crazy but wow scandalous that's some like what is it pretty little liars aria and what's this fit freaking scandalous but it's a good story i suppose and it didn't end badly which is good these ones are all these ones are all just fucking insane okay so i have so many stories from my high school lol it was a small town with big secrets kind of vibe Ooh, a small town with big secrets number one one of the math teachers was fired because it was discovered that they had a secret job starring in porn <laughs> Of course, as the math teacher, like, holy shit, that's crazy. <laughs> Wonder if it was like porn where they pretended to be a teacher, you know, that would be ironic, wouldn't it? Number two, my old cheer coach was fired for stealing thousands of dollars from the team's fundraisers. She would also collect money from parents to buy things like uniforms and would tell parents that something would cost more than it actually did and profit the difference. Oh, a snaky cheer coach, a snake. That also doesn't surprise me. I mean, my, my cheer coach was kind of a, sna a snaky gal too. So not in the same way, but I just am not surprised by that in a way. Whew, those small towns, lots of scandals with the funds that happened in our town too. Okay, another thing I noticed, oh, so many of you guys are in theater or like, we're theater kids. There are so many, so, so, so many people that were in theater. So I don't know, love that. Um, okay, so here's another story. Hey, lovely Heaney. That's so cute. Hi. I've got a doozy for you about the time I lost my virginity. I was a theater and choir kid in high school, both of which were renowned as departments for their touchiness, lack of modesty, and the fact that pretty much everyone hooked up with everyone. That's a vibe. I had my fun freshman year, but I was mostly focused on my tumultuous on-again, off-again relationship with a senior that year, which would continue to haunt me throughout sophomore year, but that's another story. Finally, at the end of the year, after much pursuit and drama, I convinced him that we should have sex. Little did I know how and where. Dot, dot, dot. During rehearsals for senior recitals, we snuck into the wings of the theater and climbed up to the upper catwalk portion. And when I say during rehearsals, I mean all lights are up, no cover of darkness, dozens of students and adults in the theater. There's a middle section where we stored the set pieces and that's where we did the nasty. On the cold, dusty, dirty concrete with an unknowing audience beneath us. Oh my God, I'm getting chills. <laughs> She's like setting this scene, hello. Okay, he was so paranoid about getting caught, he would not kiss me. I was trying to make this lackluster first time romantic. I kissed his cheeks and necks all over and whoops, gave him hickeys from it. <laughs> So that boy went on stage for his very important senior recital with a big old purple blotch on his face and not so secretly, I was proud. Fuck, I love how she told this story. Love your podcast, babe. I was so pleasantly surprised when you announced it and I've been loving every week. Lots of love. Ugh, wow, what a story. That's so sexy. Um, I just love, I said this before, but in another episode, but I love how some of the stories are written. Like when you really set the scene and mm, put in the sexy little details, like the cold, dusty, dirty concrete. Ooh, Oh, buddy. Wow. That's a fucking cool virginity story. If only all of ours could be that. Okay. This one is, ooh, spicy. Some more Aria, pretty little liars type shit. Firstly, please don't say my name because this still haunts me, LMAO. Don't worry, girl. I won't. I wasn't known for being much in high school. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you were great. I wasn't part of any group or had too many friends. Not that I minded being alone most of the time. In my final year of high school, I had to stay back after school a few hours to help set up a school event and got talking to a substitute teacher. He would have been 20 and I was 18 at the time. We ended up hooking up in a classroom on the other end of the school. Anyway, the word got around even to the lower grades. Yikes. However, luckily for me, no one actually thought it was true because, and I quote, I wasn't cool enough for that. It makes me cringe and laugh and everything in between to this day. Wild. Anyway, love you. Oof. That's sexy. See, that's like a little bit less creepy to me because, you know, you were 18, it was legal, and he was 20. So, like, 
that's pretty normal like dating gap I suppose even though it's still you know not wouldn't have been allowed but that's like less uh crazy than the 12 to 18 one that's like little did all those hoes know who didn't believe you that you were hooking up with the teacher this one okay this one is like if this if this happened in my hometown, it would have been the talk of the town for so many years, for like 150 years. Woo, buddy. And there was a, a hot teacher that came to our school my senior year. I don't know. She's great, though. Nothing ever, nothing scandalous ever happened. But I'm just imagining, like, if this had happened with her, it would have been insane. Um, but she she's an angel. Nothing happened. <laughs> okay, side note, this hot teacher that came to our school, um, I actually helped plan her wedding, so she's, you know, she's great. So my school, you know, is like mostly mostly male teachers, all old, and then a bunch of older English teachers that were women. So all the teachers basically were over 50 and had been there for like 30 years. <laughs> and then out of the blue, we get a hot, young, motivated, like hip teacher for history. And she's like fashionable and pretty. And it's just the guys, the boys lost their damn minds. At our school, we did this thing where you could send like a Valentine to um, someone and you like pay a dollar or whatever. And then it goes through the leadership class. This, this teacher had a whole room full of Valentines. Every boy was sending her Valentines and she was just like, oh my God, it got to be ridiculous. She got so many Valentines, so many roses or flowers sent to her. Like everyone was in love. And I mean, I couldn't really blame them. She was a catch. She's married, but she, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was quite the time. Hi Rohini, love your podcast and have always loved your Insta. Here's my Scando high school story. I graduated high school forever ago, so I legit hadn't thought about this in so long, but I had a lot of fun writing it and remembering the details, lol. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so it's titled. See, this is fucking great. Like, I love this. Yeah, I just love this. Do a little creative writing, set the scene. Okay, so the title is What Happened to Mrs. B? Ooh, juicy. Just get ready, guys. So it's the middle of my senior year of high school and one of my teachers, let's call her Mrs. B suddenly stops coming to school. Mrs. B was one of those cool teachers who always hung out with the students during her office hour. I'd even asked her to write my college recommendation letters. Then the next day, we're told she won't be coming back and that we'll have a sub for the rest of the year. Of course, everyone goes into a frenzy trying to figure out what happened. Was she caught selling drugs? Did she have a mental breakdown? Did she move to France to start a new life? The same morning we were told she wouldn't be coming back, a news story breaks about a woman who has been arrested for intoxication and engaging in adult acts with a teenage boy in her car at a public park. No names or photos were released, so we didn't know who it was. But we all started thinking the same thing. What if it's Mrs. B? No way, that'd be fucking nuts. Yeah, but the timing is way too suspicious to be a coincidence. Let me tell you, this was legitimately the wildest school day of my entire life. One of those days when you know every single student, teacher, and janitor was talking about the same damn thing and not even trying to hide it. We were all sneakily checking our phones for any updates on this news story, trying to get information from Mrs. B's teacher friends and throwing heavy side eyes to her favorite students. Finally, the full report with the women's mugshot was released a couple hours later and it was none other than Mrs. B. Oh my god, this is so juicy. If the school day was wild before, then it went into complete pandemonium when it was confirmed that Mrs. B was indeed the perp in question. But now the question was dot dot dot. Who was the boy she slept with? And more importantly, who the fuck was going to write my college recommendation letters now? My very talented detective-like classmate figured out who the boy was pretty quickly based on a few clues from the news story. He was showered with a mix of adoration and shock and disgust, but basically was able to go back to normal for the rest of the year. Also, I want to note that he was 18, so while it was still majorly fucked up for a teacher to sleep with a student, at least it wasn't statutory rape. Yes. 
In the end, Mrs. B was arrested for indecent exposure, giving alcohol to a minor, and littering because they had thrown their condoms out of the car window onto the ground. Oh my gosh. Come on, Mrs. B. She had obviously been fired and was never allowed to set foot on school property again. We talked about Mrs. B's great downfall for the rest of the year, and my friends and I often look back at that crazy-ass time and barely believe it. Oh, and don't worry, I ended up getting another teacher to write my recommendation letters and got into my dream school. So who knows? Maybe it was all meant to be. Honestly, claps for that. That was a whole story. She took us on a journey. There was a title, an introduction. There was quotes. There was, oh, it was ended. Oh my God, so good. Chef's kiss for that story. Oh, Mrs. B, why did you do it? That's like, I just wonder, like, did she move? Did she leave town? She had to start over. She couldn't have been a teacher anymore. Like, what happened? What happened to Mrs. B? like kind of fucked up so I wanted to share it (laughs) like it just yeah yeah anyway I'll read it here's my super sexy scandalous high school story that still fires me up every single time I tell it let me set the scene for you I went to a private boarding school where some kids and most faculty lived on campus and others commuted I was a commuter student while the story takes place my freshman year this also freshman guy would always flirt with me saying how he wanted to date me This was when Tumblr was a big deal, so I made a Tumblr just to repost my cringy scene phase selfies. Oh my gosh. Did you and Sage ever go through a scene phase? If yes, please show. No, we did not, sadly. (laughs) Anyway, we'd stay up all night texting and he'd always act like I was his girlfriend when we were together. He was one of those kids who lived on campus, IDK if that will be relevant later, and he looked like a greaser version of 2009 Justin Bieber. Anyway, after dating a few guys, I finally decided to let him shoot his shot. He texted me to meet him at the soccer field after practice was over. We ended up sitting on the field for about an hour talking, and let me tell you, this guy was a smooth ass talker. Everything he said was pulling on my heartstrings. I was thinking in my head, why the fuck haven't I just gone for this guy? After he got me all mushed up, he made his move. He planted one right on me and stuck his tongue right down my throat. (laughs) Yes, lovely. Now my dumbass 15-year-old self was like, I'm going to pull out this super sexy move I saw in Gossip Girl. (laughs) So I go full Serena Vanderwoodson and mount him on the soccer field, full on and making out. Ooh, buddy, Serena Vanderwoodson. I would be lying if I said I, I didn't take some moves after Miss S herself. A few seconds go by and I hear a branch snap. I look up and see the dean, equivalent to a principal, standing in front of us. I was so caught up in my Gossip Girl fantasy that I completely forgot the dean's house looked over the soccer field. Uh-oh. But this isn't even the worst part. Still on top of this guy, my stomach drops into my ass and I completely freeze. I must have gone pale white. I honestly think I blacked out for a second. The dean yells at us, saying his daughter was watching us in their house, then tells us to go to the assistant dean, who is going to hand out punishment. We walk across campus together, the complete walk of shame. I'm frantically texting my best friend as we walk on the verge of tears because I know they're going to call my mom, who I am terrified of. We get to the office and the assistant dean literally just tells the guy to go back to his dorm and he'll talk to him later. Once the guy leaves, literally seconds after he left the building, he texts me saying he doesn't want to talk to me anymore and that he can't get in trouble because he could get kicked off the soccer team. And I fucking lose it. I run to the bathroom and literally fall on the floor, bawling my eyes out, knowing I'm going to be punished so bad at home and still not knowing what my punishment is at school. After about 15 minutes of ugly crying myself into a panic attack, the assistant dean knocks on the bathroom door saying he needs to speak to me. He basically tells me that the situation escalated because of me and they can't have that behavior take place at their school. Completely putting me at fault, totally making it seem like it wasn't a group effort to be making out. Oof, that's fucked up. 
My punishment was for the rest of the school year, about two months, I had to go to detention every day after school until my mom came to pick me up after work, about three hours after school ended. And the guy's punishment? He had to sit out for one soccer game, one fucking game, while I basically was in prison for two fucking months. That is so fucked up. Oh my God. For the rest of the year, the bitchiest teacher was in charge of detention and she did not like me. She obviously knew why I was in detention and she'd constantly make tiny remarks implying that I was a slut. But karma is real. Just you wait, sis. Anyway, the next year I ended up living at school and she was the fucking resident teacher in charge of the dorm. This bitch literally made my life a living hell because she knew me from that one bad thing I did. I actually ended up moving back home after three months because I was getting bullied and how she'd resolve the situation was by telling me that I was instigating it. Dot, dot, dot. This all took place in 2010-2011 and karma has finally struck. Justice has been more than served, sister, because she was arrested this year and is going to federal prison for stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars and writing herself checks from a family she babysat for. I shit you not. That is so juicy. Oh my god. Oh, and the guy I hooked up with ended up getting kicked out our junior year for sneaking alcohol onto campus. Moral of the story is, private school fucking sucks. Smiley face. XO, sending you so much love from MA heart. Whoa. That is such a story. First of all, that's just classic. Like the school wants to keep the soccer player. So he barely gets in trouble. And then the girl uh, apparently gets blamed. Like, okay. Okay. That's just so annoying. Like, fuck. And it's really like not that serious, you know, like there's so much worse thing. They're just making out. Obviously it's not, wasn't the ideal plan, but like, come on, relax. Jeez. That's just makes me so mad that he got like such a lesser punishment than her. But I cannot imagine that school environment, like living there in high school. And then like, it just sounds, so, it's so different than what my experience was. It sounds crazy. This one was juicy. Okay. Oh boy, this story. So this happened when I was in year 11 in high school and here in the UK, it's your final year. I don't know what the American equivalent is. So I guess senior year probably. All throughout high school, I was a quiet girl, didn't date anybody in my high school, had my low-key group of friends, didn't bother anyone. Suddenly, one day, I had a dream about this boy from my year. He's considered like a cute guy by all the girls. It was a fringe in the vans. <laughs> oh, the vans. He played sports. So in the dream, he was smiling at me and said hi. Before the dream, I didn't really think of him, but that was a dream that changed everything. Next day, I went into school and saw him on the playground, and we had like a moment that felt in slow motion. He smiled at me, and I smiled back, and bang, from that point, I had a crush. <laughs> He added me on Snapchat. We were chatting and flirting online, but never in school. He didn't want anything serious. He said he liked me a lot, but didn't want a relationship. So we ended up being friends with benefits. We'd spend the weekends together making out. In school, we'd just hug and say hi, but people kind of noticed that something was going on between us. Towards the end of the year, we had final GCSE exams, which are the most important exams you can take at the time, and they low-key determine your future. No big deal. Our math and science teacher took us on a trip to cabins where we'd spend the whole weekend just learning nonstop. This sounds crazy. Like what? You went to a to cabins with your whole class to go study? That's like crazy. It was like fast track revision before the exams. Almost the whole year group was there and we were divided into sets so none of my group of friends were on the trip. But D was and all of his friends. D is the boy she's talking about. I hung out with them and the weekend was so sexually charged. At lunch, he'd touch my leg under the table. During the classes, he'd sneak out with me to make out in the corridor. By this time, he told me he was head over heels for me and I was sure that we were going to make things official after the trip. There was even a point where all his roomies left us alone in the room so we could make out, but the teacher caught us and made me go to my own dorm. Everyone was talking about us and we were like the new hot thing. 
The trip was ending and we were on the train back to school when everything went down. Someone had broadcasted a message that Dee and a girl, let's call her Kiara, had sex behind the cabins on the trip. I started freaking out and confronted the girl in the middle of the train because Dee refused to talk to me. He just turned his head the other way and didn't talk. Kiara said that it was true and I also found out that everything he was doing to me, all the touching and kissing and sneaking out, he was doing to her at the same time. Picture this. At lunch, I'd sit on his left and he'd touch my leg. Apparently, she was on his right and he was touching her leg and I never noticed. Oh my god, this guy. She said she had no idea we were a thing, but everyone in school knew, so I'm not sure how true that was. We girls were both cool after that, but everyone in school knew he was a fuckboy. Prom happened after exams, and I went to prom with my best friend, dressed hot as fuck. At the end of it, I gave him a slow kiss on the cheek, and he said, I'm really sorry, please let's go back to the way things were, and I just replied, I hope this is the last time I ever see you, in front of everyone, and walked out. Girl, it all seems like a movie and it was all real, haha. Till this day, he sometimes tries to slide into my DMs and tries to invite me out for drinks despite having a girlfriend. So, yeah, that's the story. I hope you enjoyed. Oh my god, oh my golly, that is so juicy. Just the balls, the pure set of cojones, the pure gonads on that guy to have both hands at the lunch table, like one on each. I'm just, oh my god, who do these boys think they are? My goodness gracious. That kind of reminds me of, it wasn't really a scandal, kind of a scandal. I don't know. It was juicy. It's very different, but I just remember hearing about this girl just basically gave handjobs to two guys at the same time (laughs) and it was, it was juicy. It spread around and everyone was like, whoa, honestly, I'm more impressed. Like one is hard enough, but two, like that's a freaking arm workout. (laughs) I don't know why I just thought of that. Kind of juicy, kind of juicy. Oh, and the guys were best friends, so that's kind of juicy too. This next one, there was a lot of similar stories basically about pretty strict Christian parents like just being super harsh, so... I wanted to read one of them. Rohini, this story is almost like my party trick. Whenever me and my friends talk about sex, this story comes up and has been an inside joke with all of my closest college and high school friends. I'll just get right to it, as I fear it'll be long. A bit of background to understand the circumstances. I had my first boyfriend in high school when I was a freshman and he was a sophomore. He was on the swim team on both the high school's team and a private golf club team in an effort to get a college scholarship for swimming. Because of his crazy schedule, he'd be busy basically 99% of the time before and after school and on weekends just from practices and and events. His mom was also super controlling and obsessed with all of her children and with swimming to the point where she would drive them to and from school K through 12 because she was afraid of them getting sick on the bus from being around other kids, I guess, question mark. I honestly don't know the reasoning. And she would independently pick my boyfriend up from dances that we both went to. I'm not sure if you've had an experience where the mom is almost too loving with her son. It seems a little bit incestuous. Yeah, that was her. The swimming, like being obsessed with swimming part kind of reminds me of sex education. I don't know if you guys have seen that show, but it's really good. But the mom is like so obsessed with swimming and her son swimming and it like is really hard on him. So that's just what that reminded me of. Background on my family. I grew up Christian and my mom was deathly afraid of us getting pregnant. I have two sisters too. The whole Christian guilt thing was real. No saying God's name in vain, no cursing, chastity, modesty, etc. I was the first one to have a boyfriend, so my mom would independently give me birds and the bees talks, but they would always be about abstinence, not really about sex, and she would paint sex in a really bad light, like it wasn't something I should even be considering. Both of our families would also send our little sisters to spy on us whenever we were in the house, so there was never really a safe place to make out, let alone have sex. It got to the point where my mom walked in on my boyfriend and I making out, and I was topless and basically freaked out, obviously mortified. So we took our asses to the car. We would tell our parents that we were going to the movies or out to dinner or whatever, and then 
would basically give us two hours to mess around in the car. Honestly, that is like the move. I feel like so many high schoolers just resorted to the car and me included, me and Sage included. (laughs) There was like a lake in between both of our houses. So we would just drive to the lake and park on the side and, you know, have at it, those small towns. I also live in bumfuck nowhere, so we thought the safest place to park was down a dirt road between two cornfields. We did this pretty regularly, until one night, we were coming back up the dirt road to go back home, and it was gated and padlocked. Oh my god, this sounds like a movie. We were freaking out, driving around, trying to find another exit, but there wasn't one. It was a field that was gated on all sides with one exit and one entrance. In an effort to try to get out, my boyfriend scratched up the front and side of the car on some barbed wire fencing. So we hopped the gate and ran down the rural rural road like two miles until we found a man outside on his tractor in front of his house. It was like 10 p.m., so the fact we found anyone is amazing. This man thankfully knew the person who owned the cornfield, so we called them on his phone and they came and unlocked it so we could leave. We even gave him fake names so he couldn't track us down and get us in trouble. The owner of the property was furious and asked what we were doing and basically said he was going to call the cops for trespassing. But my boyfriend talked him down and said we didn't mess anything up and we didn't even leave the car. He wouldn't let us leave until we gave him our real names. They were probably so stupid and we looked so guilty that he didn't believe us. I was so embarrassed that we were admitting to the stranger that we were just hooking up, plus so scared that I would get in trouble and it was all so mortifying. We went home, he dropped me off, and we tried to pretend that everything was normal and made up a plan that we would say that he got keyed in the parking lot of the movie theater or something. Well, his mom called my house that night and got the full story out of my boyfriend after they didn't buy the whole hit-and-run story since the car was covered in dirt and grass. Duh, stupid teenagers. Then, oh my god, then that led me, that led to my parents sitting me down in the living room asking me what we were doing in the car. We had a whole conversation about me being too young for sex, asking me if I loved him. My mom was crying, basically just humiliating me for doing what was normal for teenagers. My dad also took my phone and sat there and read my boyfriend's sex while sitting there in front of me. See, that is so fucked up. Like, I, I've heard so many stories like that, and it's just, like, you're already traumatized. You're already mortified. It's already so embarrassing. Like, that is so private and just, like, like, why? Like, why? Just stop. Like, I would never. I would never. That's like reading your journal, you know? Like, you just don't go there. You're already in trouble. You don't need to freaking read your sex. That's like, ugh. I hate that which took him like a full hour to read all of them. Oh my God, are you kidding me? In which I was just sitting there silent, beyond, beyond mortifying. This sounds so terrible. I feel so bad. Like that is so traumatizing. Oh man. I talked about this in the sex episode, but I'm like, I just can't imagine like having sex be such a, like a terrifying, like shameful thing, you know? It's just, oh man, I feel so bad. Thankfully, the farmer didn't press any charges and honestly probably laughed about the whole thing. Both of our parents met the next day to talk about whether they should force us to break up or not. Again, mortifying. It was decided that we would never be allowed to be alone again. Oh, great. Which is how this even happened in the first place, but whatever. And that we would be limited in the dates that we could go on. Needless to say, the horrifying ordeal plus these new weird rules led us to breaking up shortly after. I would also just like to mention that we would never have sex, just basically oral and making out, taking it really slow, being respectful, and my boyfriend was extremely kind. Basically what I would have wanted for my daughter, but oh well. Can't stop two horned up teenagers, I suppose. Looking back, it's funny, but I can still remember the exact feeling I had of sheer terror of that locked gate and of getting in trouble and then embarrassment of having my sex life being told to my parents through our texts. Ugh. Anyway, I love you and Sage. I feel like I'm the only one of my friends to have a serious boyfriend. We're 25. And I feel like some type of freak for settling down. So it's nice seeing another young, committed couple like you two. Love the pod. 
That is just, okay, wow. Let's just break down that story really quick. So hooking up in a cornfield, you're having sex, you're having, or no, they're not, they're not even having sex. They're making out, whatever. And then they go to leave and the freaking gate is locked. That is so terrifying. I can just imagine like trying to drive around. There's no way to get out. Oh man, that reading the sex thing, like there was a bunch of messages where parents would read like the sexy texts out loud. I just don't see the point of that. Like, I don't know. That to me is just kind of fucked up. I would just never, I would never. I don't want to ever go through my kids' texts or emails or anything unless literally the only reason I would ever do that is if I was scared for their life, like something life-threatening. Like I, you know, I would never go through that. It's just such an invasion of privacy. Oh my God. It's like you have to have trust, you know? You have to have a mutual feeling of trust that's just terrible also the dad I don't know something about the dad reading the text to the daughter really like makes my tummy feel weird anybody else does anyone else feel like that hearing that story I just want to hug this girl and I'm glad that you're in a happy relationship now freaking deserve it and I hope you guys have crazy sex (laughs) this one I love because hi Rohini my Aquarius sister Ooh, yes we love an aqua so my story is from high school and even worse on a church choir trip oh we love that so many good church trip stories. It was the last night of the trip, and one way or another, we ended up with a huge-ass bottle of cherry vodka, (laughs) as one does on a high school church choir trip. I had never drank before, so you can imagine. My 17-year-old self was struggling. That's so rough. Cherry vodka for your first... This is, this is dangerous, guys. My friends were all pros, though, and after a little while, shit got wild. We were absolutely blasting Miley Cyrus, dancing, and some of my friends were making out. LOL. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is classic. Okay. We had to be back in our respective hotel rooms by a certain time for room checks, so we parted ways. My drunkest friend and I headed back to our room that we were sharing with two other low-key judgy girls, and that's when the night got difficult. My friend was projectile vomiting all over the place, and I had no idea how to take care of a young drunkard. (laughs) A young drunkard. A young drunkard. Oh my god, that's so funny. But seriously, though, that's like something you learn. I put her in the shower and let the water spray her for a bit while we tried to figure out what the fuck to do. Eventually, we tried to put her to bed, still vomiting all over the place, and she was suddenly hell-bent on sitting on the toilet. (laughs) Get ready, guys. We assumed she just peed, but after like 30 seconds, she stood up, (laughs) and I saw the largest shit I've ever seen in my life. We still laugh about that part six years later. She still has no memory of it. Oh my God. I've had, I've, I've had similar experiences like with other friends. It's just the drunk shits are something. (laughs) That's just so funny because it's this girl who's telling the story. It's her first experience drinking. Like, oh my God, it's hilarious. Okay. Anyway, the morning finally comes and we meet up with the other girls to recount the night. As we're checking out, my friend, the shitter... (laughs) Does she know that she's being referred to as a shitter? I'm fucking dead. My friend, the shitter, pukes in the elevator and we try to be sneaky as hell, but like everyone knew. The jig was up. We thought we were in the clear, but like the dumb teens we were, we got caught. We still refer to the night as bangers. (laughs) Like the Miley album, LOL. I'm a horrible storyteller, but hopefully you can imagine this was quite the shit show. Love you, Rohini, and love the podcast. You're not a horrible storyteller. You totally set the scene. That friend was a mess. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't know. You guys might have different thoughts on this, but I feel like in a way experimenting with alcohol in high school is like a lot better of an idea than first trying it in college because like 
I don't know, at least in my case, like it's a lot safer to be absolutely drunk as fuck and like a wreck in high school where you're around your friends and like you're not really out and about. You're probably at someone's house like in college or when you're out at clubs or whatever, like shit can get dangerous, dude. Like I always thought that when I moved to New York, I was like, thank God this isn't my first experience drinking because especially I felt like in New York, my freshman year, we were going clubbing a lot at all these really fancy, crazy clubs. And there was a lot of creepy dudes there. And like, you have to be on your shit. You have to be watching your drink. You have to be watching your friends. You just have to be like careful. And I just felt like I couldn't be, I couldn't be irresponsible with my drinking, you know, like you can't be blacked out and belligerent. You have to like kind of be able to get yourself home and be safe. So that was a rant, but I feel like in a way experimenting in high school where at least, you know, you're like safe. And so you can kind of learn your limits before you're like in the adult drinking world where shit can go bad really fast. I don't know. That's just my thoughts, but I know, I know some people, you know, are very against drinking in high school. I don't know. That's another thing I think about like when we have kids, cause Sage's mom was pretty dang chill with them growing up. And my mom was like, my dad was really strict. He had no idea. My mom kind of knew senior year and like just wanted me to tell her where I was going and like what I was doing and obviously not drive and be safe. That's the thing. Like you have to be reasonable, you know, like, you know, kids are going to do this. And especially when you make like, depending on the personality of the kid, obviously, most of the time they're going to just rebel if you have these crazy strict rules. So I just think I would rather like just go the way of like, do not fucking drive. Tell me where you are. I will come pick you up at any hour, any time of day. Like if you need me, don't fucking drive. Sit your drunk ass down and I will come get you. Like that's what I'm going to say. And then also when you're a senior, like, I don't know, have a glass of wine with your mom. Sounds kind of fun. Like why not? Besides the fact that it's illegal, but whatever, not in Europe. I think I'm going to end it here. There were so many other good ones, but uh, I just only have so much time. It's just so fun, though. I love reading them. You guys sent in so many good stories. Thank you so, so much for all your submissions. I just felt like having a, having a little giggle and a laugh and, like, cringing at other people's stories. It's just nice. It's very uplifting, at least for me. I find it very entertaining and, like, a nice escape. And I think we can all kind of relate to the stories in some way or another. So that's always nice. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed those. I was trying to think if I had any scandals. Like, I wasn't really involved in anything scandalous, really. My my biggest scandal, well, it wasn't a scandal, but I think my the most scandalous thing I've ever done. Besides, oh my god. Actually, I think I don't know if I, I don't think I've told you this before. I told, I said it on a, on an Instagram live on my Finsta one time, but my first makeout was with a girl. <laughs> That's kind of scandalous, I suppose, but it was also my first time drinking. So you can kind of imagine how that happens. And I'm not super like, I know some people are very, I don't know. I've heard some girls be like, no, I won't fucking kiss a girl. Like I'm straight or whatever, but I just I'm not really like that like I don't know I don't think it's a big deal like you love your friends you can give them a little kiss <laughs> but in middle school that's another story middle school and high early high school it's like again the hormones I swear to god like middle school you are just you're just not yourself you're just on a blind rampage of hormones doing crazy shit that older you will look back on and be like oh my god um so yeah my first makeout was with a girl that's kind of scandalous and my first BJ was with a senior when I was a freshman in the park parking lot in his car. Scandalous. And then we went and picked up two of my guy friends and we were all going to go hang out. And 
the guy that I just hooked up with, his shirt was off and the windows were fogged up. And so it was like extremely obvious what we just did. But I was kind of proud of it low key. And then he told all of his friends that I had the best boobs he's ever seen. So I was super proud of that as a freshman. I was like, <laughs> hell yeah. I see it just literally just now just made an Instagram account for the podcast. I was debating if I should or not, but I think it's better because it's just all in one place. And then like when I want you guys to send in new stories, I can have all the information there and then I can like update about new podcast episodes and just have that kind of community there because I've been kind of um, putting some of it on my Finsta, putting some of it on my Instagram. And I just think it's better to have a dedicated Instagram for it. That's literally what <laughs> all the other podcasts do. So I don't know why it took me this long, but if you guys want to follow it, that would be super, super helpful. I'm going to do giveaways like only on that account. So make sure you're following so you don't miss the giveaways. The Instagram is just at acting my age podcast, all one word. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys follow. I'll be talking more about podcast stuff on there. So if you're not following, you might miss out on some things when we don't want that. Yeah. I just wanted to say again, thank you so much for all the support you guys have shown me with the podcast. All of the ratings and reviews are seriously so helpful. So, 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 so helpful. If you haven't already left me a review or rating on Apple podcasts, please do. It seriously helps me a lot, helps boost the engagement for the podcast and everything. I had like, I don't know, it was really cool to me. Maybe this isn't exciting, but it was exciting for me. Someone commented on one of my YouTube videos saying, I found you through your podcast. And that just blows my mind to me because I don't know, I just didn't expect that to happen like so fast because like my YouTube and my Instagram have been going for so long. And it's just exciting that someone like discovered me through this podcast because I love this podcast. <laughs> like it's my favorite thing ever. I feel like I'm my most authentic self. I was listening to the What We Said podcast and JC was like, I trust you guys the most. Like, I trust my podcast fam the most, which is so true. Like, I trust you guys the most. It's a very, like, volatile time on the internet right now. I won't get into that, but I just, it feels very nice to be able to talk to you guys and have this community and share our stories and experiences. Um... So I'm very grateful for you all and I hope you guys know how much I appreciate and love you and I'm always wishing you well no matter what, even when the world is going through such like it's just a crazy time. Literally the whole world is shifting right now, um, hopefully for the better. I really hope that all of this will, uh, something better will come out of all of it. We're going to be changed for the better as a, as a world, as a whole, but I just think if if whenever possible, staying positive is always the best thing to do, even when it's hard. I just, I don't know, JC and Chelsea were talking about this in their podcast too, but when you, when you get into a negative mindset, it just becomes so much easier to have more negative thoughts and just be stuck in a negative mindset. And of course that happens to me too, but if at all possible, try to remain in the positive and see the positive. And if you're having a rough day, like just remove yourself from whatever situation if possible, like, and then go like, you know, write 10 things you're grateful for, or think about like your favorite memory in the last year, or just kind of like try to get your mindset out of a negative space and try to be positive because everything is so much better when you're positive And like when you're leading with love and positivity, it's just your impact can go 10 times farther when you're being positive and loving and 
empathetic and all of that. So that's my little spiel. I like to end every episode with a cheesy little spiel for you guys. Um, just know I'm rooting for all of you and sending you all love. If you need some extra love and hugs today, here you go. Smooch, smooch, hug, hug, XOXO, (laughs) sending them your way. I will talk to you guys soon. I have, I'm only reading a few books right now, so I'm not really sure. I can just briefly share what they are. I've been reading, I just finished Americana by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I'm really sorry if I didn't say that right. It was so good. Holy balls. It is just an incredible book. Like her writing makes you feel like you're right there in in it with her, like right in the story, which I really like when books do that. Like you don't feel removed from the story. You feel like you're right in it next to the character, the main character. So it's beautifully written. It's very insightful. I don't want to give away too much of the plot, but it's about a woman who moves to America from Nigeria and then experiences the U.S. culture, and then goes back to live in Nigeria, and it's just, it's just really interesting, um, so I would definitely recommend that book, 10 out of 10, I'm gonna order some more of her books, because I love how she writes, then I also read The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin, it's definitely a more serious book, but it is, it was written in 1963, I believe, and a lot of what he says is, like, what's happening again right now, um, so that was really interesting, and I just think it's, it's, it was a really, good way to see what it's like from a a black male in the 60s like what his perspective was and what his experience in the world was because you know I could never relate like I can't relate to that I can only read about it and hear about it so I really um appreciated hearing his perspective it's beautifully written it's very like makes you really it really makes you think like some parts are very heavy but his underlying message is that we all have to do this together. We're all in this together. And it's like, you need to love each other. Um, yeah. And then I'm also reading The Color of Law. Um, but that is taking me a while. I have until the end of the month. I'm giving myself three books a month. So I'm just trying to get through it. Um, it's a little more wordy, a little more like factual. A couple of my friends read that in school as like an assignment. So it does kind of feel like an assignment book. That might be mean, but I don't really read. Sage is the one that reads the nonfiction books usually in this house. I usually stick to fiction, but obviously it's important to educate myself and it's a very interesting topic. So it's just taking me slightly longer. I usually read a book like in a day. So this is just going to take me like a couple weeks to read, but that's okay. Um, So yeah, those are the three books I'm reading right now. I will keep you guys updated on any future books. I actually want to start taking creative writing classes kind of exciting. I used to really like writing and I think it'd be a good hobby for me to have. Yeah, so that is that. Love you guys so much. Thank you again so, so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow the new Instagram, Acting My Age Podcast. Don't forget to leave me a review. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone. And I will see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. Bye.